This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So I'm going to use these solo episodes in different ways. Sometimes they're going to be super behind the scenes. Sometimes they're going to be a quick how-to. Sometimes they may reiterate some of our free trainings. And sometimes I want to use them to pull together some of the ideas that have been shared by our podcast guests into one list or some ideas that go together. So that's what I'm going to do today. So I've been thinking as we head into the fall, and as you know, we're going to run this, or maybe you don't know, if you don't know, you should come join us, but we are going to run a free training really soon on how to create a plan that really supports you this fall so that you can do the work you're wanting to do, you can support your kids in the way you want to support them, and the house sort of holds together. And I think a lot of times when we're switching seasons, we always feel like something has to give. And the other thing that I forgot to say was you, right? You and your well-being and your taking care of yourself and feeding your body well. We don't want any of that to go either because fall is quote unquote busy. So we're hosting this this workshop that I hope you'll come to where we're really going to create a plan and look at all the different parts of your life and of you. And we're going to see how they really need to be responded to in this season and make a plan to respond to them in that way, no matter what is going on around you, because that's going to feel really good. And it's going to feel really productive in the best sense of that word. And it's not going to feel overwhelming or busy because it's really going to be responding to you. So go sign up for that. You can do that on the plansimple.com website. And as I've shared in a couple of podcasts, there's going to be just a number of amazing workshops coming up this fall that I'm so, so excited about. So stay tuned. But that is the first in the series. And so as I've been putting together the content and what exactly I'm going to share with you and how we're going to make this plan, because it is going to be a hands-on workshop where you make your plan, um, I wanted to consider just some of the the lifestyle slash family hacks that have come up on different episodes of the Plan Simple podcast so that we can 
maybe get some new ideas and not do all of them, but have a few to choose from as we head into this workshop. So that's what this episode is about. So I'm going to choose 15 hacks. I'm sure we've had, I don't know, hundreds on the podcast, but I'm going to choose 15 because even that feels like a lot. And just don't forget, this is about just seeing what sparks interest or sparks curiosity for you. And maybe choosing one or two of these things that you're going to weave into your fall. And again, we're going to show you how in this free workshop that you're going to go sign up for after you listen to this. All right. So here's the first genius bit of advice that I love, which is to do a five minute decluttering. A lot of us are overwhelmed by clutter, but we're also overwhelmed by the idea of decluttering. So I love this strategy from my friend and our podcast guest, Catherine North, to just set a timer for five minutes and see what you can clear in one area. So maybe it's putting all the dirty laundry in the hamper or putting all the backpacks on their hooks or in a closet. Or you can clear the coffee cup and the water glass from your desk. So these five minutes, they're not time to sort through all your papers or wash all the dishes. It's just about clearing one space that you can see. And when cleared, it literally calms you. That's what these five minutes are about. So it's not a big deal. Don't you love that one? I think that's worthy of setting an alarm for every day, by the way. Okay, here is number two. Cut down on how much stuff you have. So as I'm recording this, for some of us, we have a few more weeks maybe of downtime. For others of you, you're getting back into school. But what can you do to clear some of your stuff? The two things that I hear most around here is that women are too busy or they have too much stuff. And too much stuff, just FYI, can keep us busy. (laughs) So I love how one of the best parenting books that I know, Simplicity Parenting, um, Kim John Payne shares about how cutting down how much stuff our children has, like books and clothes and toys and all the things, can literally reduce the pressure on a child and drastically, drastically improve their behavior. So I want us to start thinking of this decluttering not as this thing that we have to do because we're like June Cleaver or Martha Stewart, but because it actually has really positive benefit on our well-being and the well-being of our kids and our household. So you could start by simply cutting the clutter to reduce the by reducing the number of books or toys or clothes or gadgets just like pick one thing and literally put them in boxes and if you're scared of getting rid of them too fast put them out of sight and put a reminder in your calendar of like I have this thing in the basement and today I'm going to decide like give yourself a month and my guess is is you're going to notice that you haven't missed the things and that at that point you'll give yourself permission to just put them in the back of your car and go give them to somebody who really might need them and you know it probably will be dispersed to a few people so maybe it's not one person who needs all the things okay 
Number three. I love this one. This was um, posed to us on the podcast by Deshay Peacock. So no inflow without outflow. So Deshay talked about upgrading our lives, which is something that she teaches and helps women do. And she suggests working with the idea that for something to come in your home, something else needs to go out of your home. So if you buy a new shirt, you go into your closet and you find a shirt that you haven't worn in a long time or has a rip or has a stain and you get it out. You donate it, you recycle it, you sell it, right? So that you're making room and you're not adding to the stuff that's in your house. Okay. And if you are already feeling weighed down with stuff, I would start with the Kim John Payne model of just getting rid of a lot of stuff and getting it down and then doing this next. So, but if you're somebody who's done a lot of decluttering and you're trying to consider how to maintain that, the no inflow without outflow, I think is a really great rule of thumb. Okay. Number four, we're doing another one from Catherine North. She's one of my favorite people for practical, household things that create like this magical relationship with the universe and it it's her work is so grounded in the home and it's so empowered by something so much bigger and so much more spiritual so i just want to offer that to you but this is a really practical one so create an outbox so once you um you know, as you're trying to declutter, you are going to notice that you're going to want a way to really um, deal with the things, right? So if we're decluttering and I decide like, and I find like a Tupperware, let's say, and I know it's not mine, but it's like the neighbors, but I can't, it doesn't make sense to go to the neighbors right then. Then this idea of setting up an outbox, so a box or a basket that's somewhere very specific. And it's just where you put things that need to leave the house. It might be library books. It might be that Tupperware. It might be outgoing mail that you need to bring to the post office. Anything goes. But putting outgoing items in one place then you can start to check it when you leave the house and you'll be moving stuff. So have you ever decluttered and then ended up with more bags? I hope I'm not the only one. My husband makes fun of me all the time of how many like bags I'll put together and then I'll put them in the car and then I won't make it to Goodwill or wherever they're going. And then they come back in the house eventually. (laughs) So this is a way to like all the little things have a path for them out of the house. You literally create an outbox. Okay, here's another one. Play with your kids. That doesn't sound like a life hack, does it? But on our episode with Christy Kennedy Manuel, she talks about the power of moving your body and how it can clear your head. It can make you more intentional. It can help you sleep better. I know there's some of you not sleeping right now, and it can just help you 
feel better. And so a great way to add some movement into your day is to play with your kids. Now we're going to get into play in a second a little bit more. So instead of using, if you have little ones, instead of using the playground time to do more things on your phone or whatever, you could play chase with them or run around with them or play tag, get active. It's good for you and your kids. And it also creates connection at the same time. So if I haven't mentioned this before, since I'm saying all this on a podcast, there is um, show notes that go along with this episode. And we have links to all the podcasts where I'm pulling these nuggets from. So you can go listen to the whole episode and get even more about each one of these strategies, okay? So there's more where each of, where all these things come from. So I'm saying the names and then there is a list of these names in the show notes. So you can go link to our actual episodes with these amazing women who we've interviewed. Okay. So I just want to say about playing with kids is that as my kids get older, I thought that that would go away and actually it's come in even more. So I love dancing as a way to move in my body. And my girls join me all the time. And I love that. And that's a way for both of us to move in a really intentional, um, connecting way, moving our energy. Um, At the beach just the other day, everyone got cold. You know, I have three teenagers. Everyone got cold because the water here is very cold. And my husband played tag with them so that they were warming up and he was cold, right? So they played tag and went swimming. He was trying to get everybody back in the water and everyone was saying they were too cold. So there's so many ways to play with our kids at every stage. This is not, I'm not just talking about littles with this strategy. Just wanted to be clear about that. Okay. So the next strategy that I wanted to share was to block off time for what you value and then be really conscious about batching the rest. So this came up in a conversation I had with Marie Levy Paps, so we will link to that episode. And we talked a lot about making time for what we really value And both her and I share that we get that there's other stuff that needs to get done. Actually, in Flow 365, the thing that we do every Monday is share, like, what are the things that really need to be valued this week? What are the three things that really need to be valued this week? And we make time for them. And this is what she's suggesting in this episode. So choose something that you really value and create a block of time that you will do it. So it doesn't have to be for 20 hours a week. It might just be an hour or a half an hour, but I want you to hold space for it in your planner, in your calendar, so that you keep that appointment with yourself like you would keep an appointment with a doctor or a business associate, right? Like you wouldn't miss a meeting, yet we so often miss a meeting with ourselves to go on a walk or do our meditation practice or, you know, write a chapter in our book. So I want you to think about how you can really focus during this time. Maybe you put it in your calendar and then you commit to turning off notifications on your phone or just turning your phone off so you can really be focused. All right. If focus is an issue, by the way, 
We'll, we'll have some other strategies for that coming up soon, but do know that that's one of the things that we focus on. That sounds so cliche, um, that we tend to in Flow 365. We have a lot of ways to really support you in focusing because I think that that's a really important thing that many of us are missing um, as we're creating these lives that we really want. It's hard to focus because we have taken on so many things and the world around us is not is not geared toward our focus. So we have to do other things to really focus. Okay. So the other thing you can do as you're leaning into things that you really value is that you can batch the other stuff. So just become, so you're becoming at the same time that you're making time for what you want to value most, you're also getting clever with all the other things. So you're getting clever with your work tasks, you're getting clever with your home tasks or your food tasks, and you're batching like things together. So you're creating efficiency with the things that, like, there's always things that we, you know, we do because we need to because it's our life and we want to do them because we want our life to work in this way. And maybe some of these things are things that someday we'll outsource or whatever, but we can become more efficient at them in the meanwhile, which is going to make space for those things that we really value. Does that make sense? Okay. And that leads us to our next strategy which is from Megan Flat, who also teaches batching. So that's funny that those come right after each other. But this strategy came from one of our conversations. We have done many podcast episodes together, and it is to systematize one thing, right? So Megan talks about just picking one thing to systemize. And when you've gotten in that habit, then set up another system. So often when we're trying to get organized, we want to take it all on. This is why I always share those doable changes at the end of every interview episode. It's like we don't need to take on everything. We have to take on one thing. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Megan shares in this episode, one of her episodes on the plant. Plan Simple podcast, that she started by getting gas at the same time every week. Seems really simple, right? She tied it to one of her school drop-offs, right? So she'd drop off her kids and then go get gas on this one day every week. And then she didn't have to worry about running out of gas or running late because she was searching for gas at the last minute. And so you can systematize anything. You can systematize when you get gas or groceries or when you pay your bills, anything that you do on repeat. And what she shares in this episode is how amazing it is, how much brain space you clear just by taking these little decisions out of our heads on a regular basis. So systematize one thing. This is a great one. All of these are great as we head into this change of season, but this one really sticks out to me as a way to um, really be thinking about what this next season is bringing um, and to, to systematize one thing so that you don't have to worry about it. Okay, the next one is put everything, even downtime, on your calendar. I had a great conversation a while back on the podcast with Maura Aaron's Mele, and we're so much on the same page about this one because this is part of the flow planning process. But just making sure that everything gets on your calendar 
And what she talks about in this episode is that you need to respect your needs by scheduling everything in the calendar. So this includes downtime. And we talk about noticing how you feel when you look at your calendar. If it's so jam-packed with stuff that like you're not valuing or isn't really serving you, look at what you can can give up or look at what you can move and try to reconfigure the time so that you have that downtime, you have the resets in there, you're taking care of yourself, you're tending to yourself, and you can see that when you look at your calendar. By the way, with this, I use... Um, Google Calendar, like in the flow planning process, we bring these things in and out actually of our calendar and writing. I always say the flow planning process is like journaling meets calendaring, but the actual like hour by hour calendar, um, I set that up in my Google Calendar and I use different colors and I play around with the colors so that I can really see feel calm when I look at it. So my calendar technically is actually pretty full because I plan all the different times. But when I, you know, green to me is a really relaxing color. This is going to be different for everybody. And so like connecting time with my kids or with friends or with colleagues, I'll put in that green color and I can see it coming off the calendar. Um, marketing time is something that I'm trying to focus on and don't always love to focus on. And I make that hot pink. So it's like enticing. And I can see that I've created enough time for that. Does that make sense? My clients are in another time. So I can really see and hold the time that I'm giving to clients and really showing up for them. And sometimes I'll make like a lighter version of that color for prepping for the time with clients so that I can really feel that I'm making space to prep and then to recover afterwards and to reset myself before the next thing. So I'm constantly looking at my calendar and understanding that I can feel ease when I look at it, even though it's like pretty much filled. It's filled with with meaning or different things that are making me able to add more meaning over time. Does that make sense? So those time blocky type things, not everything in my calendar do I love doing, but I can look at my calendar and see that I'm getting more efficient at all the things. Okay. The next one is to cut things out that don't serve you. This one's hard. It's so easy to say we're so busy and feel like everything on our calendar has to happen or something's going to happen to us. So I had a great conversation on the podcast with Amanda Hinman, who actually, it's funny, that podcast is kind of on the, it's, it was a few years ago, and we're doing something together again this fall, which is going to be so excited. So stay tuned for that. And she encourages us to look at our calendar and focus on a few questions. Is this serving me? And if you find things that don't serve you, start to make changes. You don't have to quit everything today, but you can start to plan for how you would not have them take up so much space. 
And sometimes you can do that by fitting in more of something that you're really looking for. So maybe you're really looking for family downtime as you head into the fall. So look for places where you can put that in. And then give yourself permission to ask, but wait, what do we really want to be doing? Right? So you're asking, is this serving me? And you're getting the answer and you're making some changes. And then you're asking yourself, what do we really want to be doing? Which it's funny, sometimes we can see what we don't want, but we're not quite sure what we do want. And so starting to ask these questions, we can start to really see the answers. All right. I love this one for this season because I know many of us have gotten out of this in the season of summer, maybe, but definitely in the season of the pandemic. So this one is about make date night a regular thing. So over the course of, you know, raising three kids, I've had definitely moments where date night is a thing and other times where it's not. I was super proud of my brother who I have two, I have three brothers, two of them just had babies. And one of those two literally was on date night a week later, which I was hoping that she was feeling okay, his wife, (laughs) but they really prioritized it. And, um, you know, they might have to wait a little longer this time so that everything's healed. And it's really important thing to prioritize. And we heard this from the amazing life coach, Shireen Thor on the podcast. And she just really urged us to make it a priority. And ideally, date night becomes part of your regular weekly flow. And you don't need to start with that. You can start by planning one date night, and then maybe making it happen once a month. Okay. It's more fun to have a family, more fun to be part of a couple when you have a date night. I'm going to say that again. It is more fun to have a family. (laughs) It is more fun to be part of a couple when you have a date night. Because date night changes the communication and the flow of energy so that you and your partner really enjoy being together instead of just running through logistics together. So that might give you a hint of what not to talk about on date night. No logistics on date night. And that flow of energy can just carry into so many other areas. Are you excited for that? I'm excited. I'm excited to make date night a thing again. We have not done that very often um, since COVID. And I now have the age of kids who, of course, can stay home. Like there's no babysitter required. All that's required is that we have the energy and have made a plan to go out. And I'm feeling that that's going to be important this fall. Okay. Ask for help. Most of us are good at trying to do it all. And Star Staubach, when she was on the podcast, was really pushing us to ask for help. Really put out there what you need and then be willing to let somebody help. We also talked about this in our latest episode with Patty Lennon, really letting yourself receive the help. So if you aren't used to asking for help, or receiving, and this feels hard, make a small ask. Don't start with the huge thing that's feeling overwhelming. Maybe it's, 
um, asking a friend, can you watch my kids for half an hour so I can walk alone? Maybe that's a neighbor or a mother-in-law. Can you pick up milk for me while you're at the store? Maybe that's to a spouse. Maybe you hire a babysitter for the afternoon just to have some time for yourself instead of to get work done. And just see that it's okay. Get used to putting your needs forward and asking for and receiving help. Okay? And help doesn't have to cost money, by the way. We just have to remember to ask for it. And sometimes we even have to ask from our spouse, which seems like hard, like that person should know exactly what we want. But asking for help is really powerful when we practice and and really let somebody know what we want because nobody can read our mind, even our soulmate. All right. Okay. We still have a few more. I've lost track of our numbers at this point, but I know that on my list, I have 15. (laughs) Here's one for all you people who love a good spreadsheet. Make a list or a spreadsheet or anyone who just doesn't like order, but feels like you're always doing the same thing over and over again. So We interviewed Monica Froze, who's an online business pro and also a working mom advocate. And she takes tips from her business growth and applies them to her family all the time. So this is what she does. If there are things that you do over and over, she encourages us to make a list or a spreadsheet to keep track of it. And it helps because you don't have to keep losing all the pieces in your head or on (laughs) post-its and you can actually share a digital document with somebody like your spouse or an older kid and they can help out they can pack with you right so for example your kids could help pack for a trip or your husband could take the kids to an activity that you usually manage so by systematizing and really getting into the different steps and repeatable tasks you free up time for other things and you allow in the help that you really need without having to remember all the things that you probably take for granted at this time that you're just good at doing. But you, first of all, are going to notice that the second you make a systemized list, even if you don't pass it off to anybody, you're going to become just faster and less stressed about that thing. And then it's going to give you permission to hand it off. One of the things that we do this with in our house is the grocery list. And, you know, we, I update it, the kids have access to it, my mother-in-law has access to it. So we'll add things that we know we want, and we have it divided into the different stores that, of where we get things. So there's like Trader Joe's and Costco and Whole Foods, all the different stores that we go to. And especially starting in the pandemic, but it happened before that too. Like, I'm just not the one who grocery shops anymore. And that has taken a huge load off of my shoulders. And I know that it can still happen in an organized, systematic way because that list is there and it's easy for anyone to grocery shop. Okay, here's the next one. Make gathering for dinner a priority. So I spoke on the podcast with the amazing Latham Thomas And we talked about how dinner is really non-negotiable. And she has a child, she has a son who's a year or two older than my oldest. And so I really have been following her closely because she shared releasing him to college last year. So I think it's he's a year older um, last year. And 
I'm in that position right now. And so I loved this conversation that we had and how important it was that we were sitting with our kids or our kid at the dinner table because this is a time that all electronics can be off and that all we're doing is paying attention to each other. And it's not really... I thought, you know, I, I wrote a book called Plan Simple Meals. And I will admit that there was times when I really felt it was about the food. But from my perspective today, it's really about the company. And so we can really simplify our meals and our meal planning and involve everyone in the house to get dinner on the table. It doesn't matter how dinner gets on the table. It really matters that we're connecting. And so really prep on your days off. If you have weekends off, prep for the week so that dinners aren't stressful. Bring kids into the kitchen to help prep if that serves you. Make dinner a priority because it will literally change your life and your relationship with your kids. And if you want to go listen to Latham, I have this conversation. It was a couple years ago now. This was one of the early episodes on the podcast. I'm hoping it's still good, but Latham's an amazing person, so I'm sure it was. Um, and I can definitely very securely say that over the past few years, with three teens, with one who wasn't always thriving, dinner saved us. It really did save us. And so I hugely recommend this as t- connecting time with each other. Okay. Here's the next strategy that might serve you. 15 minutes all through the day. Now I'm going to explain what that means. So a while back, actually, this was on my book tour. I feel like that I interviewed her. So this really was a while back. We interviewed Courtney Wyckoff, who's a personal trainer for Mama Strong, where she helps moms really get strong. And She believes that you can get cardio strength and rehab done in 15-minute chunks. And then she also encourages you to add in strengthening your abdominals while standing in line or sitting in the car or at your desk. So really making a habit in 15-minute chunks of staying strong, right? Because making it a habit can change your nervous system. It can change your attitude about staying strong. And so I loved everything that she shared in this episode. I love the empowerment of 15 minutes, just 15 minutes and doing it all throughout the day. I mean, like not lots of 15 minute chunks. You know what I mean, but it doesn't have to be hours that we're focused on our fitness. In fact, 15 minute chunks can sometimes be even more powerful. Okay, the next one is support your spouse in front of the kids, even if you disagree. If this sounds a little bit like Mia, what on earth are you saying? You've got to listen to our episode with relationship expert Stacy Martino. She's a genius. And she explains that you can support in the moment, and discuss later. Talk about what you feel about an issue and why. 
For example, if your husband wants the kids to clear their plates, in the moment, you could say, Dad's right. We're lucky to have this food. We really should eat it. Right? So you might not agree that clearing your plate and filling up is important, or that might be a trigger for one of your kids that you know about and you forgot to communicate, whatever. But in the moment, you're aligned partnership because alignment is important for them to see. And later, not in front of your kids and not from a place of anger, talk about how you feel. You can say, I was so happy to support you at dinner tonight, but here's how I really feel. And you can explain that having to clear your plate as a kid led to overeating for you and that you don't want that for your kids. So ask your spouse what's really important to them about the issue. Is it control? Is it not wasting? Is it fear that your kids aren't getting all the healthy stuff they need? And once you know where you're both coming from, you can adjust your reactions to support each other. Does that make sense? And in this episode, which again, all of these are linked to in the show notes, Stacy also explains that another way to do this is to let one parent lead in a particular area. And so then you can do all the, all you can like let the person say whatever they want because they're leading, right? And they're passionate about taking the lead in this area. And so maybe it's that you have an agreement with your spouse that you're taking the lead on food and your spouse is taking the lead on education, right? The critical part is that you have enough agreements that you're supporting each other in front of the kids. Really powerful. Such a good one to get in alignment as we head into fall or any change of season. Okay, that was the last one. That was 15. <laughs> I should have said that as I was saying that. So there was a lot of different things in there. I'm going to repeat the high-level ones, okay? Number one, do a five-minute decluttering. Number two, cut down on how much stuff you have. Number three, no inflow without outflow. Number four, create an outbox. Number five, play with your kids. Number six, block off time for what you value and batch the rest. Number six, systemize one thing. Number seven, put everything, even downtime, on your calendar. Eight, cut things out that don't serve you. Nine, make date night a regular thing. Ten, ask for help. Eleven, make a list or a spreadsheet. Twelve, make gathering for dinner a priority. Thirteen, 15 minutes of exercise is all you need. And fourteen, support your spouse in front of the kids even if you disagree. All right. I think there was really 15 and I messed up on the counting, but that's okay, right? These are 15 life hacks <laughs> and much more baked into that. And I just totally messed up on the counting, but we're going to go with that. It's an imperfect situation. Always I'm showing up just to the best that I can. So do not get overwhelmed by this list. Go to the show notes, look it over, see which idea you feel really pulled towards and work on that one first, okay? And when you feel like you've gotten that one covered, then you can move on to the next one. And again, we're going to be hosting a workshop about the change of season and about making a plan. And you can bring the things that are really feeling like they resonated with you to that call. And we will show you how to weave them in to your fall and maybe even early winter, all right? 
that's what I got for today. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 